Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, dude. Oh, my God. Okay, Claire <laughs> said... things all the time. We did, we did a, just for the, in, in the interest <laughs> of transparency, we did a previous <laughs> intro and Claire was like, this one's no good, let's start it again. And her brilliant idea was to do that thing that you said. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. I say we start it again again. No, I'm not starting 30, it again And then we just have this 30 seconds of silence. And then, <laughs> and then we just launch into it. Anyway, hello, I'm Claire. James is here also. Yep. We're married. We recommend you stuff that we've been watching, reading and listening to. That's right. Sometimes eating and sometimes using. That's right. Yeah, that's our show, James. That is our show. Would you like me to go first in our show? Well, you didn't let me say gentleman's first, which is what we say on this show. Would you like to say it now and drag this out even longer? No, I want to get bloody into it. Good God. Okay, well, thanks for thanks for derailing that. Just for that split second, I appreciate it. <laughs> right, so uh, there's a new show on Amazon. It's called Hunters. It's set in 1977. It's... You're going to regret that when you know what it's about, Claire. You're going to be a real bloody... I'm hunting with a soundtrack. David... Wheel is the executive producer, uh, sorry, created it along with executive producer Jordan Peele, who you would know from comedy stuff, but also he did the movie Get Out. And yes, other he's things. excellent. He's big in the horror uh, and the movie industry as of now. But anyway, it's set in... He's hot stuff. He's hot stuff. It's set in 1977. Uh, hot to trot. It's loosely based on real events. It stars Al Pacino and various other people. Al Pacino. Al Pacino, giving an actually a pretty understated performance for Al Pacino because normally he's like, hoo Al Pacino! Wah! <laughs> Who's that? Pacino time! Hang on, didn't you do a joke once about him being a planet? Yes, that we wanted, uh, Mason and I wanted him cast as Ego the Living Planet in the upcoming Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Did it happen? No, it didn't. James Gunn did respond. He ended up casting Kurt Russell in that role. But that being said... (laughs) James Gunn was really like, thanks for... Why like, he actually responded? Oh, yeah, because we got a lot of people to, like, harass him about it, which we do every now and then. We've done a few campaigns and they've both had some pretty good success. Wasn't the, the other, other one, one the mustache The other one? one was to harass the lead guy, Ryan, from the OC, who was playing Jim Gordon yeah. in the Batman prequel series, to is he going to be wearing a mustache or that not? That guy, no one knows his name. Everyone just knows him as Ryan <laughs> from the OC. His name's Benjamin McKenzie. Who That's wears... They called him Chino? Or yeah, because he's from wherever. wherever yeah, he's supposed Chino. To be from. Anyway, so we just harassed him endlessly about that. He never responded until on television. Or, or he was in some interview and he's like, all people wanted to know is whether I'd have a mustache. <laughs> and it turns out he didn't. I, I don't think he did for the entire show. Because Jim Gordon has a mustache. That's the point of Jim Gordon. Anyway, this show is about Nazi hunting. It's about people who escaped... Uh, people who do terrible things during World War II in concentration camps or either like nasty na- Nazi scientists or guards or, it, it, you know, they conduct horrible experiments and torture and maim and, and, and all those kinds of things, right? And it's about getting revenge on that. Uh, so you'd, you'd think it'd be kind of satisfying because it is about like killing and murdering and torturing Nazis. And I guess it is to an extent. But the problem with this show is, I feel, is that it's it's not historical enough to be to be accurate, to be considered very accurate, but it's also not wacky enough to be kind of go the other way like an inglorious bastard. So it fits somewhere kind of in the middle of that mm-hmm. and I feel it struggles tonally and it's 
Copped a bit of flack from that. The uh, Auschwitz Memorial has said it's a dangerous and foolish kind of caricature uh, at times, and it also welcomes future denies of the Holocaust. Um, and because their aim is to honor the victims by preserving accuracy, because there's scenes like where one of the the guards at a camp has a human chessboard where he makes it one of the prisoners play against him, and the, the prisoners have to like cut each other's throats if the pieces oh. move. It's a thing that didn't happen, right? But the thing is, they're saying that like. There were really horrible things that happened, and yeah. putting something like that in isn't is odd. But the creators come out and said, "Well, he didn't want to put in the actual acts of sadism and torture because um, he didn't want to depict real specific acts of trauma that happened." But it's it's strange because but there are some moments that are. So yeah. I just don't understand why it's this kind of heightened reality, when it, but because it, it doesn't quite go far enough to make it kind of a fun Nazi revenge. It's all, it's like this, because like it's, the Nazi. It, it's too serious to be comedy. Yes, but it's also kind of wacky and like, here's the wacky team. And they're like a group of comic book kind of characters. And yeah. they're this and kind it's of. it's not really the subject Yeah, so, and look, it's not it. terrible. Like it's definitely interesting. And the historical stuff I find really fascinating because there were Nazis who were uh, rescued by the Americans to come over and work on the space program. That's why they were able to, to go to the moon. Like they're famously they just kind of gave, set up these people in new lives in, in the US and they got to just kind of... Who'd committed war crimes? Yeah. It's, it was called wow. Project Paperclip or something like that. And it, so and they touch on that a lot in it as well, which I think is really interesting. And I think if they had have done it in like a Mindhunter sort of show where they take the subject matter you know, pretty... Much more se- seriously. Much, and Not that it's not taken accurately. seriously because it is. Like it's very tragic and it's... It's horrific. Like some of the stuff that they depict, it's it's really horrible and not inaccurate to what happened, like separating of families and murdering of children and, and experimenting. And it's it's really horrible. And I, I think it, it, it kind of missed the trick in, in going in that direction. And it's so, so in falling somewhere in the middle, it's just kind of, it's just not. Murky. Yeah, it's murky. It's just not. I don't know how to explain it. I guess yeah. it would bother me that they've included scenes that are really historically inaccurate. Yeah. I think that would bother me. I mean, obviously. And there were things like way worse than a human chessboard. Like they killed literally millions of people and not just yeah. the Jewish people, like gypsies and communists and people who didn't approve and homosexuals. And it, it, oh, it's a gamut of people. Yeah, that they did on women even. Yeah. Because they were trying to breed an ultimate race or something. Yeah. Just all these kind of and spooky, it's, terrible things. I read The Tattooist of Auschwitz yes. recently. I think I've already talked about it on a previous episode. But that book is historically as accurate as they could make it. They interview a man who became the tattooist who did the numbers on yeah. his fellow kind of Jewish um, people that were in the camps and it, it gave him an elevated status and he lived in Melbourne eventually yeah. until he died. There is kind of elements of, of humour in that book too. Yeah. But, I mean, obviously – yeah, it's just so unbelievable. Yeah, when it really you is. and you and you realize it's only really a generation ago. It's not that long ago. You no, know? right. and there are people whose parents, you know, have living memory of it. it it's just yeah. it's it's or, frightening. Or not it's even really parents, like because there were people there who were kids or young adults who were yeah, still who alive. Yeah, still alive. And Absolutely. there are still Nazis in the world now who would they'd be close to a hundred, but they they yeah. exist. They're still out there. A lot of them went to South America, uh, all over the world. So yeah. it's. It's this, it's this horrific thing that a lot of people kind of got away with and there is that argument that, you know, a lot of the people who worked in the camps were just following orders and they were just soldiers and all those kinds of things. But, you know, that, that only takes you so far, you know. So yeah. Um, it's interesting though, isn't it? I don't know enough about this area, but what I do think kind of 
is a, such a grey area is people who were conscripted into the Nazis or yeah. at like the Nazi party. It wasn't just like you opted in. You know, you were yeah. – there was uh, – people honestly didn't necessarily have choices. But then the ta- in the Tattooist of Auschwitz, what they talk about is that at Auschwitz they specifically chose – Guards who had previously been in jail for yeah, murder right. and rape and all kinds of things. Yeah. So you had people in charge of the camps who were mm. sadistic yes. people anyway, mm. um, and and that is kind of terrifying to yeah. think about. But then that also makes sense as to why so many of the atrocities happened yes. and were allowed to happen, and they almost seem to revel and enjoy in shooting people. Yeah, absolutely, and all the things that happened. So yeah, mm. gosh. Super complex, but that's yeah. really interesting. I'd it, like to it's watch actually it. like I'm still I'm not finished it yet. But there's it's about this conspiracy of like this resurgence of the original nut. This, they're trying to recreate like create the Fourth Reich, essentially, which is like through in modern day US. Not, yeah. but it's not real. So real, it's kind of, and yeah. because there is real, there is the rise of neo Nazism, and again, these people really did escape. And, and so, why are you doing this weird fictionalized route? I think. Taika Waititi did a really good job in Jojo That's Rabbit of balancing it. I was wondering it. where it sits think, against Jojo yes. Rabbit. And, and I think also with Inglorious Bastards, that's like there are horrific things in that, but it's uh, it, the, the way it's it's twisted to this alternate it's so reality. It's right? so heightened. Yeah. It? So you, it, that kind of feels like it gets away with it because it steps away enough and it is satisfying in the way that this really isn't. Okay. And but also it does things like it it's all very well acted and the relationships are really interesting and a lot of the people who are in this kind of squad uh, obviously have a direct connection to the events of World War 2 or they even met in the camps in World War 2 and there's that kind of love story aspect of it which is I find really compelling and they've all dealt with great loss and suffering and all that is good but again yeah it's it's just it's, it's kind murky. of hard to kind of yeah. Fully endorse, I would say. All right. Yeah. However, it sounds interesting to check out. Yeah, and it's, oh, it's, on it's on Amazon. 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 It's on Amazon. All right, moving along. Let's do it. Moving along. Okay, so I have a book to recommend. My reading has slowed down a little bit, being prego. Had mm. to mention that because I'm old prego over here. Also, side note, recommend you go get your iron levels checked, peeps, because people often claim they're tired. Everybody does. And I have been super tired. Turns out iron levels are low, so you know. Your iron levels are always low. You're like some kind of, you're the yeah, anti-iron Yeah, I know. That's why man. I have to take iron. You're like <laughs> anti-iron woman. All right. So I'm recommending go get your go get a blood test. Also your vitamin D. If you don't get it out in the sun enough, your vitamin D goes low. Affects even your fertility and virility if you're trying to have kids. Side note. Well, I never go in the sun and I have excellent sperm, some of the best. <laughs> I won that award. Well, we'll see. What, what, I don't know what this baby will be like, <laughs> a frog. Who knows? Anyway, I'm <laughs> moving right along. Bruni by Heather Rose. I finally finished this book and I really enjoyed it. Heather Rose has written eight novels. She's actually a native Australian. She lives on the coast of Tasmania. Like a plant? Um, yeah. She has written a really popular award-winning book called The Museum of Modern Love, which is next on my reading list. However, Bruni is super cool. This novel reads like a crime thriller based in the incredibly beautiful Australian island state of Tasmania. Mm -hmm. The central character Astrid grew up on Bruni Island, one of Tasmanian's most beautiful, wild and remote places. She returns after a long time away as a UN ambassador as there has been a bombing 
of, and this is fiction, but a newly built bridge linking Bruni to the mainland. Now, Brunley actually only has a population of 600 people and it's 362 square kilometres off the southeast coast of Tassie. So it's really remote, very wild still, so many natural places. And I think it's it's becoming increasingly rare in the world to find places like Bruni. This novel explores that. Right. A little unbelievably, one of the things I worry a little bit about in the book is that Astrid, who is the central character, her brother and sister are political rivals, each leading opposing political parties <sighs> in Tasmania. So you sort of feel like one is the premier, her brother's the premier and the other is the opposition leader. So yeah. it's a little unbelievable. However, putting that aside, I still loved it. And Astrid returns and gets caught in the crossfire between her siblings as she attempts to ascertain who has bombed the bridge and why. Who did it? Well, while doing so, she uncovers some devastating truths about her family and her country. I would say this is a really gripping novel about family, love, loyalty, but interestingly, it's a novel of our time. That's how it's kind of sold on the cover. Novel of our time. Yeah, no, which I know kind of sounds lame, but I really do think it's it's a really interesting look at issues including climate change, the dark underbelly of politics and what people have to give up or sell themselves in order to get ahead. What um, do they have to give up and sell themselves, do you Well, find? I'm not telling you, you have to read the book. Um, I won't. It also really explores a theme that I find really interesting, um, the rise of China as the new world superpower and Australia's relationship with China. We have a very close relationship with China because of trade. Intrinsically and linked. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just even geographically, we're very close. Geographically, not You're that so, far away. Stop repeating what I'm saying. Anyway, so... They really uh, explore those themes. Um, Exploring themes. And as you're reading the book, you start to get quite anxious about the state of the world and the planet and about our wild wilderness and our wild wilderness. places and what we're currently We've only losing. got one. Can you stop? I'm being serious <laughs> now. Anyway, um, it's really interesting. There's also a bit of a love story, sexy love story thrown in there for good measure. Got to throw it in there. Get those bloody bored housewives engaged. Just because you've right, never read a book since 1996 Why when would you I first read a book? The wonderful story of Henry Sugar. It's a good book. Actually, the last book I read was The Haunted Mask. It was a Goosebumps book and I read it in 1998. <laughs> I loved Stein's Goosebumps. I used to have videos, which I don't know if people remember the old VCR. I had a collection of Goosebumps videos because I read all of the novels in the library and you I got the, that for Christmas. The TV show. The Tower of Terror. <laughs> Anyway, this is the TV great. show you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I loved it. I watched it on VCR. Welcome the, um, to Camp Nightmare. Video. Monster blood potentially. Yeah, monster blood. I remember that. Anyway, I bloody loved Goosebumps. It was one of my faves. Anyway, that aside, I really recommend Bruni by Heather Rose. How do you spell Check Bruni? it out. B-R-U-N-Y. B-R-U-N-Y. Gotcha. Okay, well, gotcha. that makes sense Yeah, to me. it's also just a beautiful part of the world. If you ever get down to Tasmania, definitely go and check it out. Check out the whole of Tassie. It's incredibly extraordinary. Yeah, just beautiful. walk the border of it. See what's there. <laughs> it's not this bigger than that. Hobart is brilliant. I went to Hobart, which is their capital city, um, and they have a really cool um, museum called Mona there, the Museum of, uh, is it MoMA? Mona. MoMA. Anyway, it's really cool. It's set up by an eccentric billionaire. It's kind of an, a museum a of dodge. death, sex, and love. And art. Some kind of tax dodge, I suspect. Also. Uh, probably. Anyway, it's really, yeah. really cool. Hobart, more like and Hobart. Ha- and the Got produce in Tassie is stellar. Anyway, that's a recommendation. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, 
Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Over to you, Sunny Bob. What crap like- thing do you have next? Thank you. I like Tasmania. It's like a worse version of New Zealand. Got him! <laughs> no, it's no, I do great like in its own right. Yeah. It's cool. Okay. Uh, I'm actually reckoning. You know last week how I span out for many minutes? You probably heard. No. What are you talking about? Of course I did. Yeah, that was Today cool. Today you ranted at your poor mother about her choice of hot beverages at yeah. cafes. Because You're just ranting. boomers are always sending back their flat whites. I'm like, this isn't hot enough. <laughs> it's like every... I, don't, anyway, why am I doing you're just this ranting. Now? Okay, go back to what you were saying previously. It's that supposed you were to ranting. be the temperature that it is, the drink that you get. All right, okay, let's not go down okay. that rabbit hole of All right. yelling so about beverages. This is a YouTube for an channel. Uh, this is a YouTube channel. It's called Some More News. It's hosted by Cody Johnston. Some More News. Some More News. Produced by Katie Stoll and uh, co-written by Katie Golden. And uh, two of these people, at least, Cody and Katie. Uh, used to work for Cracked before it all went under. Ooh, so Cracked. He used, to, he used to do this similar show. Of, well, it was essentially the exact same show over at Cracked. And he covers all sorts of uh, topics, which it's kind of the kind of topics that make me go, am I going insane? And then you watch a video and you're like, oh, no, that is bad. Okay. Or at least somebody shares a somewhat similar opinion okay. of mine. Bearing Listeners, in mind also. Just, just on a side I, note, I got, be aware, James is going increasingly yes, mad. going increasingly mad and paranoid. But my point is also I was going to say obviously this particular channel has an agenda and a perspective and I agree with a lot of the things. Obviously not everything, but it's kind of, it's the things it's like nostril flaring. Yeah, I recently watched. <laughs> it also is a man spiraling as he's reading the news, <laughs> which is which I really enjoy because that's your whole that's life. my whole thing. So uh, I just watched the Democratic debate, the, the second one. What a fucking shit show! Let me just say that straight up, uh, poorly moderated. Just, just real sloppy, no good. However, uh, if you're in the US, go and vote. Please go and vote. Please go and vote. Obviously, you can choose whoever you want to vote for, but at least go and get out there and vote. Yeah, and vote. This is one of the few Important. things that I actually agree on uh, in terms of mandatory. Uh, I think people should vote. I think you should be, you shouldn't be able to opt out. You should have to go regardless, or, or do it online. It should be all online. You shouldn't have to go yeah, to a you place. You know what? Even. It should be, and I'm sorry for because then you have to think about in. it. Even if you don't have an opinion, you have to at least yes, think about it and engage. It. This is the thing. I think Australia does well here, regardless of what happens after the election. I'm talking about a barbecue, but also we have our election days on a Saturday, on a weekend. So you can turn up on your weekend. You can go and get your sausage from the sausage sizzle, local primary school, and uh, and vote. And it's awesome. Or you can even do votes early. You can go into early polling booths and all that stuff. Anyway, I just feel like it's a lot easier than in the US. So it can be depending, you know, where you are, and obviously, yeah. Uh, we do some things right here, but voting is is one of them. I would say, even if the outcome is, I think it's election day a barbecues and Vegemite. Sure, uh, uh, cultural. Pillars. That's probably true. Even though, while our democracy is borrowed technically from England, and I guess Vegemite is a knockoff of Marmite. Let's not get into it. It's neither here nor there. Lamingtons aren't even ours. Koalas are, are from Malaysia, <laughs> Claire. <laughs> not. They're not even from this country. That's ridiculous. Everything, no, no, everything comes from everything else, James. Exactly. The world was once one whole bit of land and then in the Guana period or something, <laughs> I can't ever remember the name of it, the land split. Yeah. Australia dislodged and moved from Asia 
you'd make a terrible teacher. You've probably uh, you'd probably poison some minds here. I know. I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, so uh, so watching the Democratic debate, the recent video was about Bloomberg, how he's buying his way into this election with these billions of dollars. He's already spent five hundred million dollars in ad campaigns. Uh, there's something like an ad every. I can't remember the statistic. There's like 30,000 ads every minute or something like that playing at any one time. This guy. So if, if you live in the US in particular, you probably can't. Gondwana. Gondwana. I was okay. close. Yeah, very good. Close. I'm glad you're listening, Claire, instead of Googling <laughs> things that you've gotten wrong. But uh, yeah, so that guy, I do, I like, honestly, I'd be happy with. And by the way, why am I involving myself in the US uh, <laughs> election? Yes. Is because I feel these things filtered down. I think they set the tone for the world in a lot of cases. And that's why I have a stake. I feel like I have a stake in. And they obviously they have a huge influence on world events. So. That's why I involve myself in – not even. I don't involve myself okay. in it. That's well, why I keep so abreast of it. get to your point. Yeah, so uh, there's a recent video about, yep, Bloomberg buying his way in. There's a really excellent parody Star Wars video which goes through the events of Star Wars and parallels them to real-life events, like, again, like the rise of fascism again, et cetera, and so forth. Uh, they did one recently on Baby Peanut or Baby Nut. You familiar with this? No. So in, in America there's a there's a mascot called Mr. Peanut. He's I really got, like peanut butter. Yeah, he's got a, he's it's got a, one of my favourite spreads. Wow, that's really incredible. Claire, you've got such a wonderful, <laughs> vibrant personality. But Mr. Peanut, he has like a monocle and a top hat, Aww. right? Anyway, he died recently in an ad campaign, oh and they, no. oh, who gives a shit? He's not a real person. Does he do a dance? Yeah, he does. Often does a little dance, but he's I dead now. Interrupting him because he's mid rant. He's dead. And but he anyway, finds it really they brought back. Uh, they so. I'm the Mr. Peanut dancing. You don't even know anything about he's nothing about Mr. Peanut. And then I reckon someone does that thing where they get a little like. Uh, walking stick and like we'll drag him off the stage, you know, you know, the little hooped sticks. Oh, you want me to help you on this <laughs> fucking rift you're doing? Whatever's going on. Okay, sorry, continue with What's your What's the rant. word? Riff. Riff? Riff, yeah. It's riff. I'm not helping you on this. I'm just going to let you flail in this thing that you're caught in. I'm not flailing. In. I'm enjoying my own self. There, you got dragged off the stage. And scene, continue. Round of applause. She's so funny. <laughs> well, if you're not going to talk, I'll go back on to my next recommendation. She's muted me. I was trying to talk the whole time. <laughs> she not. She muted it me. She's looking at me. With anyway, so they brought back. I'm leaving. They introduced Baby Nut, which is a oh. baby peanut, right? Or a penis. A baby penis. It looks a bit like Ooh. a baby penis. I guess you could say that. This riffing's going really well for you. Anyway, <laughs> so, but they made this. Fake kind of viral marketing <laughs> camp. <laughs> this fake vi- viral. You close his eyes. Okay. Sorry, Collins. You'll have to cut the coffee. No, Collins. Leave it all in. This is what people. Have, this is what people have signed up for. Funny because I made he made he got you got in so much pain yet to close your eyes. Sorry, it, I won't say anything else. Anyway, so the the it's basically about how this is a manufactured corporate campaign and how it's, they tried to fake their way into like viral marketing and people like we don't care about this stupid baby peanut because they saw baby Yoda and went oh baby something let's do a baby peanut and how like brands are often like we're your friends and they're just kind of and brands are chatting with each other online and like Wendy's will say something and then hungry and then not hungry Jack's Burger King will say something in return and it's like oh it's just brands bantering and it's fucking horrible and it takes up too much space is what I'm saying. Right. Uh, and it, there's also an episode on Bill Maher, how he's a bit of a prat. Don't worry about it if you don't know who he is. Anyway, again, of course it's got a gender and perspective and all these things, but I think it's really interesting of breaking down kind of 
uh, current things in the world, you know, like that you might be concerned about or may not be concerned about, but also it can give a different perspective on on things also. Which I, There's a really interesting Ben Shapiro video, which I think even if you are a fan or if you're not a fan, you should watch because it's very illuminating. All right. Yeah. That sounds awesome. What was it called again? Uh, it's called Some More News. And it's on YouTube? It's on YouTube. It's on free. YouTube. Check Some it out. I've also got a news. podcast, which I've never listened to, but uh, I will listen cool. to one day. You will one mm. day. Cool. Excellent. Last thing? Yeah, my turn. Whoop-de-loo. Hey, also, just on a quick side note, I'm real sad about Kobe Bryant. I saw his funeral today or mm. oh, yesterday. I was watching some excerpts of it. Oh, mate. Why some good people in the world get taken away? And well, he, still look, without kind of getting into it, there's a checkered pass there and, and whatever. And oh, I know. Everyone's got a But I know, but it still obviously was – You can be oh – no, and you can be two things, you know what I mean? It's, or even four things. Whoa. You can even have a baby penis and still get on with your days <laughs> as a grown man. <laughs> I'm sorry. She looked know. right at me when she said that too. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, God, I've got a bit silly. I had some more chocolate before we came on air. All right, my next recommendation is so fun. It was. It's a bit ridiculous. Fun like this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, here he <laughs> I don't <laughs> understand etiquette. Look at me. I have no impulse control. What am I doing? What am I saying? Where am I? We've only got Who six minutes you? left. Do we? Yeah, you're well, really then interrupting I better me. Wrap this up quick. Someone's pulling me off the stage with a big hook. Oh no! Why are you dancing with your hips on your hands on your hips? Oh, you know what that was? That was the patriarchy just interrupting women like they've was been it? doing for centuries. Was it, Claire? You pull that card now? <laughs> After your performance on this show, you've got to be kidding me. All right. Okay. You done? You call me a bit routine We'll done? see, won't we'll we? We'll see. Oh, God. Okay. This is called The Stranger. It's a TV show, a British mystery thriller series on Netflix, written by Danny Brocklehurst and based on the Harlan Coburn novel of the same name. Um, the miniseries premiered on Netflix on 30th Jan 2020, so it's just out recently. Um, a lot of people have been buzzing and talking about it, and I decided to watch it this week, and I bloody loved it. The story pivots on the idea of a stranger turning up in people's lives, divulging their darkest secrets to their loved ones <gasps> with explosive consequences. Oh, my God, that's terrible. Yeah, I know. It's British, and I just love Oh, my God, that's terrible. You know how much I love a British murder mystery? Oh, my God, that's terrible. Siobhan Finneran plays DC Johanna Griffith. Now, you might recognise her as Miss O'Brien, who's like this sour servant from Downton Abbey, and she's just so kick-ass in this. I love her. She's kind of like quick-talking and sort of like cynical and great. She's just awesome, and she's assigned to investigate the first thing, which is the beheading of an alpaca found in the local town square and later it becomes linked to a series or does it is it linked to a series of murders so she's sort of oh my god that's terrible characters the main thread is the story of adam bryce who's played by robbie armitage who you might recognize as thorin oakenshield from the hobbit i do recognize i recognize him from spook no i don't it's a terrible film yeah i'm joking of how dare you anyway here's the the worst thing you've ever said to me and you looked at me when you said baby peter so what have you said i'm so sorry i didn't mean that (laughs) anyway so um adam price played by robbie armitage whose seemingly perfect life is thrown into disarray when a secret emerges about his wife, who seems super kick-ass and awesome and is awarded Teacher of the Year, 
and he's played by Dervla Kerwin, who happened to be one of the stars in Balakis Angel, which was an amazing TV series that I loved from it's the where Colin Farrell got his big ago. break. Yeah, and she's just brilliant in this too. So it's really awesome. The stranger, so the person who kind of rocks up um, out of the blue is actually uh, the actress Hannah John Cameron, who plays Ornella in Game of Thrones and is the ghost in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's really I good. I she was in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Well, I didn't know either. But she's really, really cool. I just really enjoyed it. It's a little bit over the top. Like if, usually with it's not – it doesn't have that kind of British – Downplaying of things, you know. Sometimes, like British BBC shows, tend to be like when something a little bit weird happens, and, like, and someone's like, "Oi, oi, is up, eh?" Yeah, is up. Uh, there's a bit of that, but your, I mean, I just crumpets. mean there's a lot of events that happen, seemingly connected or unconnected. Oh my god, that's terrible! It's a little bit. You watched it, and we're like, literally five. I watched five minutes. Very and dramatic. Spun my things. head. I don't know yeah. what was going However, on. However, it's a really great watch, and I watched it sort of. I ended up saying to one AM or something, finishing it because it was really great. Oh, what I love um, when it, when a TV show comes on that you really enjoy it ruins everybody's day yeah i know because i stay up too late watching it <laughs> i have no impulse control jennifer oh, really? saunders from ab fab is also in it yes my favorite thing about this show that i said to you the other day was that in the first episode they set up the characters and their relationships beautifully so you're really invested when things start to go to shit basically excuse my french that's um, very rude you're really invested it happens very quickly and I think that's clever writing. I think it's also the actors are really, really great and Jennifer Saunders is brilliant and funny and just great and there's a really great kind of chemistry between her and um, Siobhan Finneran and it's just awesome. So I would totally recommend it, The Stranger on Netflix. All right, excellent. Also, I'm recommending overalls. Bloody love overalls, James. <laughs> I love them. You know how much I love them. I know. You, you, you love overalls. They fit well. They've got great pockets yeah. at the front. Mate, uh, you wore there's them no to waistband. Our, you wore They're them adjustable. to the live show of the Sans Pants V. I did. Something, something. They're the most comfortable thing because I had this problem because, you know, I'm pregos. I could I not find that. a bloody thing that would fit me. And I love wearing pants. Not really a, like a dress. I'd like a dress, but I prefer a pant. And my maternity jeans were so bloody uncomfortable. But these... Overalls, I'm wearing them every day. Mine are from Right Maternity, and I've got a little link that I'll send, send, send or send to Shen lovely Ron Rock Shoba. Collins who edits this show. They're like black denim. Bloody love them. But you can get all types, all kinds. I just recommend them. They're awesome. Oh, there you go. Overalls, right. get get it on, get it up, get it get up. Get on ya. ya, get it up ya, get it round ya, yes, get it that's on right. ya, get it over you. Is it time to end the show? It is. I've got recommendations, but do you want to read a review of I would this? love to read a review. Listen, reviews, love reviews, they come in hot and fast in this podcast sometimes. Maybe we'll get a like few this potatoes. week. potatoes. Yeah, a bit like that. Uh, you can review it just in app. It super helps the show. If you could chuck a five stars our way, that would be terrific, as Tyler James did, brackets Native American, five out of five podcast. I found this podcast through a less successful podcast called The Weekly Planet or something like that. Anyways, I just want to say this podcast is hilarious and always has, a great, has great suggestions for me to consume. Thanks to Claire and James, I guess, lol. Just kidding, both your podcasts are awesome and I listen to them both regularly. There you oh, go. That's so nice. So there you go. Hey, awesome. What well, suggestions have you got? Well, hey, guess what? 
What? I am so proud of myself this week. I've actually created an email address that you can send your recommendations to. So send your recommendations to suggestiblepod at gmail.com. What a world. We would bloody love to hear them. And it's it's great because emails, you know, it's great. You put a link in. It's clear. They're all collated. You can have send a bit, them you across. Can, you got a bit more free time. you got a bit more space there for things to recommend. You certainly so can. brief is always better, I find. Yeah, but uh, put in a summary of what you're, what you're recommending though. Yeah, totally, Claire. Also, great catchy headline. Also, get the email address right. Also, <laughs> don't use Microsoft Outlook. Sometimes it opens by accident. You're like, oh, my God, I hate this program. Okay, right. So if you would like to suggest things, please email suggestiblepod at gmail.com. Just like Julia, who didn't email because I didn't have an email in, but uh, sent me with this through Instagram. Hey, Claire, I cannot for the life of me remember where to send my suggestibles. Well, I've told you now, Julia. My best friend is working on the show The Great Australian Play and it's honestly fantastic. Extremely kooky and a lot to take in, but if you're a fan of insane plays about Australia, then you're certainly in for a treat. I honestly really recommend it and it's on until the 29th of Feb. Ooh, we've got a couple more days to go and check it out. These guys also live in Melbourne. Thanks so much for the extremely hilarious and endearing banter and chemistry between the two of you. All the best. Thanks, mate. Really appreciate it, Julia. And I've got one little other cheeky one. This is from Josh Leedy. You guys should really check out Top Boy on Netflix. Excellent show in the vein of the wire, but less cops and more English accents. And Ooh, that sounds right up your alley. It totally does. You know, I love a British cop show and High Fidelity on Hulu or maybe Stan. You, yeah, you High Fidelity is, um, yeah, they made a new series. Yeah, pretty cool. I don't, think I'll, I don't think I'll watch it. No. I don't really like the original one anymore. Yeah, you, you used to used tell to me when we first started like, dating, you were like, incredible. this is my favourite book. But now I'm like, this guy sucks, which he's supposed to suck. But now I'm like, I've, I've, yeah, it's a good book. We've it's, talked it's, about this before. I think it's because you used to be a lot more similar to the main character and now you're a father and as a dad, you got responsibilities, mate. Mm, you work I bloody do. hard. You don't, you know, you do, you're a bit over the angstiness and kind of like, who really am I? What way? should I do with myself in the world? I don't have time for any of that shit anymore, Claire. No, you're, just... too, you're too busy <laughs> pumping iron and pumping iron, protein. living my life. I love how we got an email. I'll just quickly tell the story, Claire, because if you don't mind, we're running out of time. Who cares? Uh, there's, so you, we finally got an, e- uh, an email address after however long we've been doing this for. Who's to say? Yeah. And I'm, there's this program that's – this is very specific and niche, but there's this program in Australia called ICOM, which they were rolling out to primary schools, which is basically it's an online service, right? And they announced this in 2009 and they still haven't rolled it out. It's been that long <laughs> because technology keeps changing and people and they keep like firing stuff and hiring stuff. And it's this thing because I used to go to the IT meeting because that was part of my job where they would explain like the updates to ICON and it was like a running gag because me and my brother, because we were both teachers, we'd sit there together and go, oh, here we fucking go with yeah, these guys. Always, I remember they'd always, <laughs> they'd always do they'd, a presentation and be like ICON yeah. and then they'd just flash up images with yeah. like synergy Togetherness, And I just technology. want to put my hand up and be like, tell me specifically what this is. Because I feel like they didn't know. Like Because no. you ask them and they're like, well, it's about kind of collating data and making things easier, you know. But, but specifically what? Name one thing that this thing is supposed to I know, do. I think the problem was they started it before Google Drive. Yes, they and then did. Google happened. And then they didn't know what to do <laughs> yeah. because they got superseded by technology. Right. Anyway, about... So the last year I was teaching in 2015, six years into this plan, they've gone, by the way, if you have any questions about Icon, we now have an email address. And they put up the email address and everybody clapped. And I'm like, you must be out of your fucking mind. It's been six (laughs) years. 
and you get an email address now to this IT program that you've been supposedly implementing and everybody claps. And I want to stand up and be like, no, you don't clap for that. That's day one. You get an email address. That's like the first thing you do. It's an absolute debacle. And it's still not in. It's still, they haven't done it yet. Yeah, I know, because all they did was show images of like absolute people in a room farce. or in a round table. People get, I, and there was one year where they were like, and we've actually, all those desks that we've got now, we've filled them up with staff. Like, with, And I'm like, what are you even talking about? <laughs> For what? I know. It's one of the, it's like that show Utopia. It's exactly like that show Utopia. Yeah, totally is. That's what government is. It's a lot of pedal pushing and pedal peeling or whatever you yeah. call it. Anyway, I know, please don't applaud us for the email address. I know. We're only like 35 episodes in or something. We're better. Still, well, we beat Icon. We, we beat had six by years. six years. Cool. <laughs> All right, we better finish. We beat Suggestible Pod. You can follow us at Suggestible Pod on Instagram. You can follow me on Instagram too at Claire Twenty. I'm trying real hard to get more busy on there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you or Mister Sunday Movies. I'm everywhere. I'll never stop. On all the platforms. Uh, this week, me and Mason are talking about The Invisible Man. You should come <gasps> and see it. It's apparently really good. I can't. He's invisible. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good joke, Claire. Well done. Thanks, All right. Claire. See you later, everybody. Bye. This is good when we riff in unison. <laughs> it's so much better than yelling at All each right, other. All right. I'm turning you off. Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.